the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Okay, let's try three feet. Now that the entire country has been obsessed with staying six feet apart for a year, there are people out there saying that we can now move to three feet. Try to stand within three feet of a stranger and see what happens. That's pretty close. Anyway, there are also people out there saying that we really never needed to be six feet apart, or at least there was never any proof that we needed to be. So let's think about how many businesses were destroyed, how many lives were ruined by the six-feet rule here. Um, It's why bars and restaurants were shut down completely, then opened to 25% capacity, and then 50. And as of April, it's still only going to be up to 75%. Those are all dollars not coming in and into the uh, through the doors of restaurants and bars because they have to keep the uh, the capacity down or the number of people in inside down. Not that anybody's really paying attention to that anymore. I've uh, been in a few restaurants lately that were 100% capacity and was thrilled to see it. And I'm still alive, uh, by the way. At least I think I am. Uh, we've all been expected to stand on those markers at the supermarket and other places that keep us uh, six feet apart. We're going to remember those stupid things for as long as we live. We'll be talking about that and laughing about it uh, 50 years from now. I won't be, but some people will be. I'll be dead. But uh, we've all been uh, very good sheep. But what about schools? Uh, Most kids have been shut out of school for most of the year. Our colleges are, are teaching kids who are paying gigantic tuition costs while they sit in their dorm rooms looking at computer screens. Uh, and we talk about uh, we're going to talk about that uh, with our guests coming up after the break. What this has done to the schools, uh, and, and all because of the six feet rule. Uh, fans have been kept out of games and all sports at all levels, including high school, uh, because it would be impossible to keep everybody six feet apart. So think about all the people who were not able to see their kids play a high school football game uh, because uh, they couldn't get into the stadium because they couldn't figure out a way to keep everybody six feet apart inside the stadium. So, uh, and, again, they're now saying uh, that the six feet is not a big deal. Yesterday, the New York Times had a story. Here was the headline. Three feet or six, distancing guidelines for schools stirs debate. Now, after a year? And here's the money quote from that story. Uh, it's from Dr. Ashish Jha. He's dean of the Brown University School of Public Health. Here's the quote. It never struck me that six feet was particularly sensible in the context of mitigation. I wish the CDC would just come out and say this is not a major issue. You think, after a year, they might, it might have been a good idea for the CDC to say, you know, this six feet thing, I think we might be overdoing it a little bit. Maybe we ought to let the kids go into school. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, Dr. Fauci, the quack in chief, uh, he said on Sunday that he's coming around to three feet being okay. And here's what Lindsay Marr, an expert on viral transmission at Virginia Tech, said. This is all from that New York Times story. Quote, it's almost like it was pulled out of thin air, talking about the six feet thing. It's almost like it was pulled out of thin air. For a year we've been doing this. This is what they're saying about a mandate that was enforced for a year and destroyed the economy and millions of people's lives. Six feet. And we're still being told that we should trust the experts and follow the science. And what's it done to kids who have had a school year taken away from them because they weren't allowed to get any closer than to each other than six feet? We'll talk about that when we come back. Stick around. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it's literally changed my life. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape. They're made in the USA, and for a limited time, Mike is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest price ever. 
you can get a queen size premium my pillow for 29.98 that's regularly 69.98 that's a 40 dollar savings kings are only 5 dollars more all my pillow products come with a 10 year warranty and a 60 day money back guarantee Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code STAG. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG. 800-716-8087, promo code STAG. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. The reviews are amazing, as this is one product that actually works. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors, so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can be used in a carpet cleaning machine, and it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Genesis 950 is made in America. If you are tired of pet cleaners that don't work, it's time to buy Genesis 950. One gallon of industrial-strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for bathrooms, kitchens, floors, upholstery, and grease stains. Consider Genesis 950 before purchasing new carpets. Genesis 950 has great customer service. Order one gallon direct at Genesis950.com to receive a free spray bottle, free shipping, and $10 coupon using code PETS. That's $10 coupon using code PETS. That's Genesis950.com. Discount only available at Genesis950.com. Genesis 950. Much cheaper than replacing your carpets. If you're a radio listener, one thing I'm certain of is that you're not tuning in to listen to me. So I'm sorry about the next 45 seconds. But we have specifically chose this station because we think we're similar and we'd love for you to see why our mortgage team might be a good fit for you or someone you care about. One, we've got a direct lender advantage. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. There's no middleman, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. Two, our faith is a big deal to us, and we're open about that. If we seem like a fit for you, we'd love to talk. We are United Faith Mortgage. UnitedFaithMortgage.com. Nice. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Ryan animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Spring is in full swing, and there's no better time to freshen up your home than right now. Blinds.com is giving you up to 35% off everything site-wide as a warm welcome to a new season. Blinds.com makes it so convenient to order online with free shipping and a guaranteed perfect fit for your windows. Whether you DIY or have them handle the install from start to finish, you really can't get it wrong. Next time you open your windows to let in that warm spring breeze... You'll love the views when you have brand new custom window treatments to enjoy. Whether you're looking for high-performance solar and roller shades, the classic silhouette of a Roman shade, or want to enhance your home with the warm textures of bamboo shades, Blinds.com will help you get a stunning new look this season. Visit Blinds.com right now to shop their new deals perfect for your spring home refresh with up to 35% off everything from blinds, shades, interior shutters, and even outdoor shades. Rules and restrictions may apply. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. We just told you in the open that there are scientists and doctors, including the quack in chief himself, Tony Fauci, who are either starting to back off the whole six feet thing or admitting that they never understood why it was mandated in the first place. And six feet of social distancing and the inability to do it is why millions of kids have missed a year of school, and now we may find out it was unnecessary. How about that? Well, Larry Sand is a retired teacher, president of the California Teachers Empowerment Network, and a contributor at City Journal. He joins us now. Larry, thanks for being here. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. So, uh, I just did a little uh, summary of a story in the New York Times that um, that uh, there are now people, and, and they're now quoting people who, who well, not just people, but doctors and scientists who are saying they never really got the whole six feet thing. It never made much yeah. sense to them. Uh, and that's the reason that the kids didn't go to school, six feet. They couldn't keep them six feet apart. That's why they didn't yeah. go. So, 
Do you have any an reason? Arbi- to... It was an arbitrary figure, and uh, sure, yeah. So, and then of course the media runs with it. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So, and and now they're saying, well, you know, three feet should be okay. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. a huge difference. You know, you deal you're dealing with a classroom which isn't that big, and the difference between six feet and three feet is enormous. Yeah, but the different the, 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 I, I think I think I sat next to three within three feet of somebody every day of my life in school. Every single day, I was I was at least as close as three feet to the person next to me. You know, yeah. in the in the classroom, it's it's beyond stupidity. Anyway, um, do you have any reason to believe that that shutting down schools was not worse than anything that COVID nineteen could have done to the kids? Uh, the, the worst thing you could do is close down the schools, and that's what they, they did pretty much all over the country. Obviously, it depends on the state and the locality. The, the local teachers' unions have a lot of pull, and uh, it really depends where you are. I mean, even today, I mean, more than Cal- half of California is shut down pretty much, but Florida is basically open. And you know, you're talking about the first and third biggest uh, population states in the country. We know how come, Flo- and, and Florida is doing fine. So how come Florida is okay and California isn't? I just don't get it. You know, I just saw a picture of a uh, someone in the family has a friend whose son goes to uh, school at Florida State or Florida, University of Florida. Sent a picture back, and they're all at the beach, and they're or they're all out in the sun somewhere, and they no masks. They're just living mm-hmm. their lives. Uh, it's amazing. No. Um, how many kids are actually in school right now? As we have come to understand what you know being in school actually means. Uh, well, across the country, uh, about half are and half aren't. Uh, you know, this changes by the day, and, and th- th- these are approximations. Uh, but uh, Burbio uh, has, a, has, a, has a good site where it, it tracks this, and I, I think they were up to 49% of students are actually back, but obviously that means 51% aren't. So it's... Uh, and even here is, in, in in California, they're they're opening up. It's just you know, like kindergarten through second grade. And by the time everything opens up, it's going to be summer vacation. So uh, th- this year is lost. This is a lost year for many many students, and it's it's a tragedy because it's not only a learning loss. It's a, you know, kids get their socialization skills at school, or at least a yeah. lot of them, and and they've been robbed. And and my God, the the the, the mental health uh, situation with these kids is awful. Well, you're a retired teacher, and I and I um, I spoke to a, a friend of mine. I asked her about it. She's a retired teacher. She taught for a long time, and uh, I asked her about. I think she might have actually brought it up. She was talking about the kids being out. She said one of the toughest parts of teaching, and I want to see if you agree with this, uh, was in September when the kids came back from being gone for two and a half months and catching them up, finding out how much they'd forgotten from fifth grade when they got to sixth grade, and then working with that. That was one of the tough things about teaching is that first month or two of the, of the new, se- new year, uh, and uh, th- these kids are going to be basically, I've been out for a year, and, and teachers are going to see, what are they yeah, going to see when I these mean, kids come yeah, back? Because in two months, you can look at what they, you know, you can see when they come back, and, yeah, as a teacher, I can tell you, I always had to do a review, sort of like a quick review of last year, <laughs> Uh, yeah. and, and and then move on. And now with a year's lo- so not only are they losing a year's learning, but they're forgetting. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And so, it, uh, it's, it's more, how much so time it's is going to be, be wasted, though? How Excuse much me? time is going to be wasted, Larry? That should wouldn't need to be wasted in taking a sixth grader uh, and treating him like a fifth grader because he really didn't have fifth grade. Yeah, well, obviously, if they've been out of school for a year, there's that year plus the, the, the catch-up, I don't know, maybe a year and a half, two years, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, there are, I've read a lot on the subject, and people are all over the place. Nobody really knows, because we've never really done this before on a mass mm-hmm. scale. I mean, a right. kid might you know, be, be out for a year with a, a bad disease or something, but you never had groups that, that missed school for an entire year or close to it. So we're in uncharted territory. When this is finally over, are teachers' unions going to be? Uh, the, are they going to own the damage that's been done to kids? Uh, well, a lot of people are getting hit to that, John, and, and and parents are finally, finally protesting and organizing, and their Facebook pages and their you know in person rallies, and clearly the, the the bad guy is a teachers' union because it's been shown in several different studies that where the teachers' unions are strong, 
That's where the schools are closed. It's, a, it's about teachers' unions and politics. The, the, the red states are essentially open. The blue states are essentially closed. The blue states have powerful teachers' unions. I mean, it, it's, it, well, it's like hand in glove. And what are the unions after? I mean, are they really afraid of dying from COVID, or are they? is this a case of t- taking advantage of a, not letting a crisis you know, go by without taking advantage of it? That's an excellent question. I don't think there's one easy answer. I think I think a lot of them are afraid that if they have a teacher who dies, you know, the, the people are going to point at the teachers and yeah, you see, you, you one of the schools up and one of your members died. How, how disgusting! And on the other hand, I think if it, and and part two is that I think teachers are using this not to let a good crisis go to waste. Thank you, Rahm Emanuel. Um, and, and are holding up um, school districts more money. Oh, you know, we need to have brand new this and brand new that and, uh, you know, whatever. You know, once again, it varies by school district. But, yeah, so there, there are a few different reasons why they, they don't want to open the schools. We're talking to Larry Sand. He's a retired teacher, and he's the president of the California Teachers Empowerment Network and a contributor at City Journal. He has a piece up uh, with the headline, What School Shutdowns, uh, what school shutdowns Have Rot? W-R-O-U-G-H-T, not R-O-T. Um, uh, I'm, I'm just wondering, um, uh, Cat- Pittsburgh Catholic Schools, I, had a, I, I still have the numbers in my head. I had the, the um, director of Catholic schools for the, city, the Diocese of Pittsburgh. It's five counties, uh, 39 schools, about 13,000 students, and 1,250 teachers, and month or so ago when I, I asked her how many uh, cases have they been able to uh, track down that showed uh, that, a, that a teacher contracted the disease from a student. And she said zero, none. Yep. They've been open since September. And that's everywhere, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that, that's not uncommon. I'm not surprised, John. I mean, this is what's going on all over the country. I mean, the kids are not, quote, super spreaders. They, they don't spread the disease. They don't get it, and they don't spread it. Now, obviously... I'm saying they don't. It's not like they no nobody yeah. does. But I mean, right. I mean, you know, I, I I think more more kids and teachers are probably killed on the school bus and in their cars going to work than by COVID than by catching COVID in school. And it's been shown that where teachers have COVID, more more often than not, it's been you know they they went to a party or they got it outside of school. Schools are just not super spreaders, and as and the private schools are staying open and proving that. And, of course, the yeah. private schools have to stay open because they have to please their customers. In a public school, as you know, public schools are really government schools, and it's a monopoly, and, you know, you don't like it? Well, that's too bad. Right. Yeah, you want, you want to get a private education? A fork over six, eight, ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 a year. Yeah, and I so think it, the it, number it, was like, like 23 teachers uh, had, had COVID. Um, nobody died. I don't think anybody went to the hospital, and, um, and not one, as I said, Got it. They were able to trace it, and not one got it from uh, from the school. They got it on outside the school somewhere. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. That's where the teachers are getting it. They're not getting it in school. And as I say, the the downside to this is just so much. So yeah, is enormous compared to you know having one teacher not getting COVID. It, it's crazy. I mean. Kids are suffering. Is self harm is up. Drug overdoses are up. Suicides are up. Uh, children with OCD, uh, you know, disorder are up. Every 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 disease, every psychological problem has been exacerbated. In children, has been exacerbated by the lockdowns. Not the disease, but the lockdowns. And not just up, drastically up, right? Uh, in many cases, drastically up. Yeah, I, in uh, well, when. when Number from uh, the piece in City Journal I, I wrote, uh, there was a 334% increase in intentional self harm claims in the Northeast for 13 to, 8, to 18 year olds. 334%. Okay? Yep. Now, here's my question about the unions again. <clears throat> um, you know, the unions are being painted as the villains here, and I think deservedly so. But are we talking about the rank and file as much as we're talking about? the people who are running the unions as a former teacher uh, can you speak to, to are teachers afraid to buck the buck the uh the bosses of the union in a word yes uh not all teachers of course but many teachers are you just go along to get along and they're afraid of the union bosses and they're afraid of recriminations at school 
And, you know, when I bucked the, uh, the, the unions at my school, you know, I wound up eating lunch in, in, you know, in my room by myself, which is fine because I'm something of a loner. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in other schools, it could be worse. You might leave, leave school without a windshield if you uh, defy the, the union hierarchy. But, um, you know, it, it's time, it really is time for teachers to step up. And there are some brave teachers who are doing so, but we really need more teachers. We out here in Los Angeles recently, the, the, the UTLA, United Teachers of Los Angeles, took a poll, and 90% of the teachers uh, who voted, voted to stay out, which is just appalling. And, and even stranger to me, 30% of the teachers didn't even vote. They had a whole week to do it. It was an online vote. It took seconds to do, yet 30% chose not to do it. Uh, now, yeah, it, I, I don't know what possessed those teachers. Maybe they're afraid. If mm-hmm. they voted the wrong way, the union would come down on them. I, 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 it's well, maybe, maybe they're at the beach. Uh, they may be at the beach during the day, but they can come home at night and vote. I mean, it's, it's an yeah. online thing. It's not like you have to do it between two and four. <laughs> yeah. Now, you talked about, the, this is another thing that bugs me. Uh, everybody knows these numbers. I mean, we've talked about it here a lot, and I've had guests on, and I've, I've read it so many places. And you, you and your piece at the City Journal, you uh, cited all the numbers. Um, the medical people are aware of this because they work in mm-hmm. hospitals and doctor's offices, and they see these kids coming in uh, with, a, with the situations that you just described. How is it that they have not been listened to uh, more by the by the the government, which should be forcing the teachers in, and the teachers themselves? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, well, that's funny, John, because at first you know, the teachers unions look at the science, look at the science when the CDC was yeah. you know talking about six feet and masks and all this stuff, and all of a sudden the CDC came out and urged the nation's elementary and secondary schools to admit uh, students as soon as possible. And all of a sudden, you, you stopped hearing uh, about all the science. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, pediatricians, child psychiatrists, the CDC, as I said, are all urging the schools to open for in-person classes, and, and they're not doing it. Now, I don't know. What, what, what uh, grade did you teach? Uh, well, I, I, mostly fifth and sixth grade, and and well, I, half the time in sixth grade and half the time in middle school, seventh and eighth okay. grade. Okay, then that that that's that's good. I, I'm glad that, that that's you're exactly the person I want to ask this question. Um, you know how tough it is to get kids that age to pay attention and do what they're supposed to do. Right. What what the how do you imagine what's happening? in someone's home where a fifth grader is supposed to be learning from a, an iPad or a, a laptop and, and not and without a teacher around? What's going on there? Well, there are, there's a small cohort of kids who are doing well. Um, mm-hmm. I, for, I recently read about a kid with ADD who, who loved learning online because he could get up and walk around the room or he could watch a video three times because his mind was all over the place. So there are some kids who are benefiting, but most kids aren't. And as, and the younger, the worse. I mean, can you imagine a kindergarten kid being, you know, stuck on a computer for four or five hours a day? No. No, I no. mean, you, you can't do that. It, it, it's cruel and unusual punishment. I mean, as I say, some older kids will take to it well. I mean, some kids who are loners or might, might have ADHD, as I said, they can do okay, but most kids can't. And it's, uh, and you know, kids are very social, and, and, and uh, as I said before, there's a lot more to school than just learning. There's socialization, there's lunch, there are sports teams, there are clubs. Um, so, uh, and, and these kids are just being robbed blind. Robbed well, I blind. think I'm out of time, uh, Larry. I appreciate you coming on, but um, I'm glad you uh, wrote your piece, and uh, I, I just I can't believe that more people aren't listening to people like you, uh, especially someone who taught. Uh, for a living, and you know what's going on, and just letting all this happen. But I, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you, John. I think things are starting to change. But it might be a little bit late, but better late than never, I guess. Yeah, maybe we'll get the two feet next week instead of three. <laughs> Thanks, Larry. Thank you, John. Thank you. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The gunman accused of killing eight people, most of them women of Asian descent, at three Atlanta-area massage parlors has been charged with murder. 
21-year-old Robert Aaron Long told police the attack was not racially motivated. The Federal Reserve says it foresees the economy accelerating quickly this year, but still expects to keep its benchmark interest rate near zero through 2023, despite rising concerns about potential higher inflation. The central bank also said it would continue to buy $120 billion in bonds each month to keep longer-term borrowing costs down. The Senate confirming Catherine Tai to serve as the nation's top trade envoy. She will be the first Asian American to hold that position. Stocks finishing higher. The Dow gained 189 points. The Nasdaq up 53 and the S&P added 11. This is SRN News. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relieved. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. Dr. Sebastian Gorka sees cracks in Biden. And I want to thank the, the, the uh, former general, I keep calling him general, but my, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Runs that outfit over there. If you're not disturbed at his inability to remember the phrase Pentagon or Department of Defense, maybe you're suffering from the same thing he's suffering from. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before John Steigerwald at 5 on AM 1250. The Answer. Don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got The Answer. Backups on 51, looking heavy outbound Edgebrook Avenue down to Library Road. On outbound 65, some delays up to the McKees Rocks Bridge. Really stacked up on the Parkway East on the inbound side. Second Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge, and it's really solid there. On the Parkway West, inbound heavy Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Jerome Street Bridge remains under construction with lane restrictions. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Tonight we'll see increasing clouds with periods of rain later tonight with a low of 47. It'll be cooler tomorrow with periods of rain and a thunderstorm becoming breezy in the afternoon. Tomorrow's high 50. Cloudy, windy, and colder tomorrow night. Periods of rain in the evening followed by a rain or snow shower in spots late, low 29. For Friday, breezy, intervals of clouds and sun, high 45. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. My name is Namrita Singh Gujral. I am a filmmaker and an immigrant. 
My film, America's Forgotten, uncovers the unintended consequences of a broken immigration system. The seven-year-old girl died in the desert. This child came from the country of India. I'm living in the channel. I can go to the police. I never expected this journey would lead me to a truth that I never intended to find. A great pillar of the community was killed by a man who had been deported at least twice. The public would be outraged if they knew the truth. I found how much Americans are being lied to regarding our immigration policies at the border. My friends, my industry, even my family all rallied against the final message of this film. All credits had to be hidden for fear of retribution. If you care about the future of America, you should watch America's Forgotten. For additional savings, enter promo code Pittsburgh at checkout at SalemNow.com. Ah, springtime. Longer days, warmer weather, and of course, the urge to get more organized. We've all heard about the magic of tidying up, but some prized possessions like aging home movies need a trained team to refresh. That's why for a limited time, Legacy Box is offering 50% off to help you save a lot more than just daylight this March. Legacy Box is a shockingly easy way to have any form of media digitally preserved. Whether you have videotapes, film reels, slides, or cassettes, Legacy Box's all-inclusive kits provide guidance on how to send the items you want saved. And then, experienced members of their team create digital versions stored on a thumb drive, DVD, or the cloud. It's something you can order in minutes and enjoy forever. So clean up with this 50% off sale and ensure your home movies and photos are always within reach. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to take advantage of the spring cleaning sale. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to save 50%. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. If you're a college basketball fan, the NCAA tournament is your favorite time of the year. Game-winning buzzer-beating shots, Cinderella programs knocking off dynasty programs. The NCAA tournament is known for drama and inspiration. In recent years, one of the little-known inspiring stories was the rise of UConn's basketball program under Hall of Fame coach Jim Calhoun. Born to Lead is the newest film on Salem Now, showcasing Jim Calhoun's and UConn's story. From losing his father at a young age, instantaneously becoming the man of the family as a teenager, to his rise through the coaching ranks and eventually leading UConn to three NCAA championships. Born to Lead features interviews with Mike Krzyzewski, Jim Beheim. Former UConn and NBA superstars Richard Hamilton and Ray Allen. Get ready for this year's NCAA tournament by watching Born to Lead, now available at SalemNow.com. That's Born to Lead at SalemNow.com. Additional savings with promo code Pittsburgh. This is the John Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Supposed to have a guest come on right now. I don't know if you uh, remember a guy named Curtis Sliwa. Uh, I've known about him for years and years. He's the the young guy in his twenties, and he started something called the uh, Guardian Angels, and it was in response to the terrible crime in New York City at the time. And um, we we're hoping to uh well he had said he would come on and he's not here so um but he's running for mayor in new york uh and he's uh, doing it because he says uh, de blasio is the worst mayor ever and he talks about the crime and all that so i wanted to talk to him about that uh but uh he's not here if he calls in or if we get a hold of him we'll put him on if not uh i got other stuff here my the the story that uh, really caught me today is um uh in Canada again, I hate to keep you know focusing on Canada, but it keeps popping up the stupidity up there. And this is the headline from the uh, the post uh, the post uh, millennial dot com. Uh, a father jailed for referring to a biological female child as his daughter. Uh, several months ago, maybe even longer than that, maybe a year ago, uh, we had this. We covered this story on the uh, on the show here. This guy, oh, okay, we do have our guy, Curtis. Uh, Curtis, you there? Hello, came, Curtis. Came out of this, yes, can you hear me? Yes, how are you? Thanks for coming on. Uh, oh, my pleasure. I just came out of the subway. I realized, oh, uh-oh, <laughs> I'm holding yeah. up Steel City here. Can't do that. That's okay. We appreciate you uh, being there. So I, I just mentioned that you are um, uh, running for mayor. Uh, in uh, in New York City, um, I think it's pretty obvious that uh, 
the mayor that you have there is uh, is not a not uh, doing doing a great job. What? Uh, well, first of all, before I get to that, I, I mentioned that you you um, you were you were the founder of the um, um, of the the Guardian Angels, and I go back long enough that uh, I remember that uh, I remember when you first showed up with the Guardian Angels. That's how long I've been around. So, but for people who don't go back that far, can just give us a quick history of the Guardian Angels and how how you emerged as a as a major activist, uh, anti crime activist in New York City. Oh, I started the Guardian Angels back in uh, February of 1979. I was the night manager of Mickey D's McDonald's. And that's when the city was, uh, that part of the city, the Bronx, was burning down. People were evacuating. There were gangs everywhere. Anarchy prevailed. And there were no uniformed police officers patrolling the subway system at night, which was a 24-hour system. And I just took it upon myself to get volunteers, and we began to patrol. At the very same time, you may have remembered that cult film classic, The Warriors, came out mm-hmm. that showed gangs on the subway system in New York. So when we emerged to try to protect people, they just assumed that we were cast characters out of The Warriors and that we were a gang or we were vigilantes. Uh, and, boy, I thought I was trying to do something good at that time, unarmed as we were out there, making citizens arrest, helping the police. And I couldn't have been more hopelessly wrong because for 13 years, uh, the mayor at that time, Ed Koch, in the city of New York, and the police vilified us. I I ended up getting arrested 76 times on all kinds of charges until finally Rudy Giuliani was elected mayor in 1993 and got this city back on track and embraced the Guardian Angels. And we haven't had a problem since. We're in 13 countries, 130 cities, with close to 5,000 international members all guardian angels in their own communities, uh, protecting people, protecting property, patrolling subways, patrolling streets, and patrolling parks. Still doing it. Oh, still doing it. Yeah, I just came out of the subway. I just met a patrol because, uh, as you've seen from the headlines, you're right. This mayor, we call him Comrade de Blasio. He's the dope from Park Slope, Brooklyn. (laughs) And he couldn't be any more disconnected from reality. We have not only a huge crime problem in the streets and in the subways and in the parks, but we have emotionally disturbed persons who are permitted to roam about. They're a Mm -hmm. danger to themselves and everyone else. There's homeless people everywhere, open drug dealing, gunfire, gang fights. And so the Guardian Angels were in the front lines because he has neutered the police. The police have been defunded by a billion dollars, and they've been told to be reactive, not proactive. So as mayor of the city of New York, the first thing I'm going to do is restore the billion dollars into the police budget. I'm going to let every man and woman in the police department know I got your back as long as you don't violate other people's rights. And more importantly, go out, do your job, take the city back, take the subways back, uh, because that's what you're trained to do. And then we'll return to the grandeur and greatness of past years when we were not only the entertainment and cultural center of the whole world, but the economic engine. For the whole world. We are the last major city to recover from this pandemic, and it's because of the two Italian stallions, Andrew Cuomo, who's on the ropes, the governor, and Bill de Blasio, the mayor. They love fighting with one another and getting nothing done, but we, the people, are being held prisoner as a result. Are there actually people outside of de Blasio's immediate family who think he's been a good mayor? I mean, who, who could possibly not want him out of there? Well, for example, I've been campaigning uh, because in the last 10 days, that's when my campaign came together. So I've been in all parts of the city where, you know, I have street rep over the years. So a lot of people will say, oh, you're a Republican. And I'll immediately say to them, hey, look, even if you're an independent or a Democrat, we can agree on one thing. And they say, well, what's that, Curtis? That Bill de Blasio is the worst mayor that has ever existed in our lifetime. And then they give the de Blasio salute, which is the middle finger. That has become the common way of referring to Bill de Blasio. I found only one person the other day while I was campaigning. I gave him some of my literature, and I said, we can agree, can't we? You're an independent that Bill de Blasio has been the worst mayor in the city of New York in our lifetime. And he goes, no, I kind of like him. <laughs> one. <laughs> one. Yeah. So, but what's, give me the, what's the worst thing about him? I mean, you mentioned a bunch already, but of all the things that, that he's done to destroy New York City, what's the one thing that really bothers you the most? 
Well, he's a sleepyhead. Uh, he wakes up at about 9.30 in the morning when most people who can work are at work or they're at home, obviously, doing virtual work. Uh, he spends half a day uh, at the business of being mayor of the city of New York during this pandemic, this crisis. We're on, on the ropes fiscally. Crime is skyrocketing. And he loves at night to sit on the back porch of where the mayor lives with his wife. And he loves to smoke those fatties at Maui Waui and Hindu Kush. I mean, the guy is in a drug-induced psychosis. It used to be said when we were growing up that other than president of the United States, which was considered the most difficult job, the most mm-hmm. taxing job. The second most difficult job was being mayor of the city of New York. Well, no longer. We have a part-time mayor and a guy who has attention deficit disorder. He can't do anything right. In fact, he would be best to leave early, leave his deputy mayors to run the city, because it will probably run more efficiently than when he's around. So you're saying he's, he's sitting on his porch smoking weed? Oh, yeah, big fatties. I mean, he does puff, puff, pass with his wife. It's well known. It goes yeah, back to man. his days when he was just a city council person in this area of Brooklyn called Park Slope. Hey, you know, some people, they'll have a martini, they'll have a cocktail at the end of the night, they'll have a beer. Yeah. Bill de Blasio, he does puff puff with uh, Maui Waui. Now, uh, we're talking to Curtis Sliwa. He's the founder of the Guardian Angels a long time ago, but he's now jumping into the uh, race for mayor of New York City. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you talk to cops all the time. Because that's what you do, uh, and you're out there in the city running around. You just came off the subway just now. What are the cops telling you? Their morale is at an all-time low. They don't know what they're permitted to do any longer. Are they are able to use physical force? Can they chase a suspect? They're not even permitted to put any pressure on a person's back or a neck or arms or legs when these same suspects are fighting them sometimes with weapons. So naturally, the attitude of the police officer, who are the best professionally trained police officers in the world, uh, so technologically astute, is don't get involved. Because anything Mm -hmm. I do will counter the orders from City Hall, the mayor, who wants us basically to stand back. There was a time, June 1st, June 2nd, you probably remember the video. I mean, hundreds of uh, locusts were pouring in to uh, the world's largest uh, store, Macy's, on Herald Square at 34th Street. And they basically looted out Macy's. The only ones in the street preventing further looting were the Guardian Angels because the police had been told by the mayor to stand back. Uh, I got my jaw broken. A number of other Guardian Angels got seriously injured, but I'm proud to say we didn't surrender, we didn't retreat. A lot of these looters were saying, well, what do you care? What do you care, Curtis? It's just property. Macy's has insurance. And I told yeah. all of these knuckleheads, I said, you know, you're not a student of history. Oh, that's right. They don't teach history in school any longer. But first they come for the property. Then they come for the product. And they're not satisfied just in vandalizing property and stealing product. They then come after the people. And that's been the problem ever since. New York City is lawless. And there are, there are massive actions of looting during the middle of the day where guys will come in with guns, put them to the heads of the security, the manager, and the employees, and they will loot, and they will look into the cameras and wave, even though there's facial recognition technology that the NYPD has available, because there's a no-bail law that Governor Cuomo has put into effect, which means even if you get caught, even if you get arrested, it's like you're getting a parking ticket, a moving violation, and you don't have to report to court for six months. So you go back out into the streets, and it, it be, it's like you're a felony machine committing crime after crime after crime. And so, yeah, explain that no-bail idea. That's a, a, Speaking of uh, your governor, Andy Cuomo, what, um, what, what, what was the reason for it? How does it work, and who likes it, besides the criminals, I mean? Well, the argument from the Democrats, the liberals, progressives, and those who are led by AOC, all-out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I call them the Democrat Socialists of America, a.k.a. the Justice Warriors, was that there should be no bail. Now, bail was always imposed if you were perceived by a judge to be a flight risk. And at times, if the judge perceived you to be a danger to yourself, which a lot of times happens when it's an emotionally disturbed person 
or a danger to society. You would be remanded to jail, no bail, until you had your first court hearing, and maybe it would be adjudicated. Because, you know, 95% of the cases never make it to trial. They're plea bargained out. Now, there is no imposition that you get remanded to jail, other than maybe if you shot somebody multiple times and they, they died and you had witnesses and you had video. Now you get released into the streets. Six weeks later, the attorney that represents you, mostly legal aid that we, the taxpayers, pay for, now have a right to return to the scene of the crime with the suspect. And they have a right to walk into your property wherever that crime was committed. And you have to look into the eyes of the person or persons that maybe robbed you or assaulted you. And now you're expected to show up in court. Well, first off, you have instant amnesia. You tell the prosecutor, well, I'm not, I'm not showing up in court. And then the code of the street kicks in, which is snitches, get stitches, and end up in ditches. So you can't get cooperating witnesses. You can't get the victims to testify. So these thugs, these enemies of society, these oozy-toting, dope-sucking, psychopathic killing machines are free to continue to do it over and over and over again. Now, there is a no-bail law nearby New Jersey, much more efficient. Uh, it takes into effect that there are a lot of situations that people shouldn't be remanded to jail. They're no threat to anyone. Mm-hmm. But it is at the discretion of the judge in New York because we're so pretentious. We're so omnipotent. We think we know better than Jersey. The judges are not, not uh, permitted any discretion. They basically just have to release the suspects. And that's why we're overrunning crime in the subways in the streets. And uh, Curtis, um, I can't imagine you not getting elected mayor. <laughs> that's what you told. It's just uh, and real quick. I only have about. A, I know you did a talk show at one time. So you understand time. Um, how how are De Blasio, De Blasio and Cuomo treated by the New York City media, including the New York Times? As, as have 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 the media actually come around to knowing that this guy's doing a terrible job, or are they covering for him? No, I think both. Uh, most of the media now recognizes that this dynamic duo is dynamic to only themselves. They're self-important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, there have been a lot of articles and a lot of stories that have been featured on their negativity. The problem in New York is it's a sea of blue. So if you're a Democrat, you have absolution. If you're a Republican, you're vilified. So, uh, you know, I'll be on a show and I'll be talking uh, as a Republican candidate to replace uh, the dope from Park Slope, Bill de Blasio, as mayor. And immediately the media will give me a hard time. They won't even publicize. Like, I know you'll permit me to put my website out there so people listening can get more information about my campaign. CurtisSlewaForMayor.com. That's CurtisSlewaForMayor.com. S-L-I-W-A. Yeah. They won't even permit that. They'll truncate it. They'll give me a brisk. Oh, I'm sorry. We don't have time for that. Meantime, you get on any number of these Democratic candidates. And it's basically like they get all 60 minutes and I get 60 seconds. But you give me 60 seconds and I can tell you all about Curtis Lee and what I can do for the city of New York. Well, um, how do you like your chances? Well, it's an eight to one for all those degenerate gamblers out there who believe in the over under the point spread. There's eight registered Democrats for every one Republican in the five boroughs that make up the city of New York. But I know once I win the Republican primary, I can appeal to moderate Democrats and well, independents. Well, you've had de Blasio and, uh, I mean, uh, you've had Giuliani and uh, Bloomberg. I mean, he was kind of a Republican, but you've had Republicans there. They, they, It's been done. Yeah, we had 20 years of Republicans as mayor, and Lindsay, we were the yeah. safest big city in, a, in America. Now we are one of the unsafest cities in America due to the Democrat Bill de Blasio. Hey, Curtis, I'm out of time. What's the website again for people to check you out? CurtisSlewaForMayor.com You know, you gave me your phone number. Uh, you're in danger of having me call you again, so I really appreciate you coming on. <laughs> it's great. I won't, in- I won't introduce you to Mr. Click like I do to some others. All right, and, I, and if I could vote for you, I would. Thanks for coming on, Curtis. Oh, my pleasure. Anytime. We'll see you. We'll be right back. So 
Some home repairs just can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. Well, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters, and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew, so don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through dollar bank get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office choose from 100 vinyl commercial aluminum wood and composite and to show their appreciation to stag fans everywhere you'll also get 10 percent off your total project when you mention this show get 12 months no interest no processing fee and 10 percent off backed by the best warranty in the industry schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windows or us pittsburgh.com that's windows or us pittsburgh.com warning listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity the john steigerwald show on am 1250 the answer while we were waiting for curtis sliwa i started to tell you the story about uh canada that we've had this story on the show here before a man uh with a daughter who wants to become a boy He's been arrested. The warrant was issued by a judge for the arrest of a father. His name is Rob Hoogland for calling his biological female child his daughter and referring to her with the pronouns she and her. Arrested for doing that. He's, he's a father to a, a nonconforming biological female 14-year-old and uh, who identifies as transgender. On Tuesday at 10 o'clock Vancouver time, Hoogland surrendered himself to the court in response to the Attorney General of British Columbia's warrant for his arrest for contempt. He was arrested and jailed. The warrant was issued by a judge. And uh, back on December 14th, uh, 2020, Hoogland was compelled by Justice Mazzari's court to collude in the gender transitioning of his 14-year-old daughter and told not to call his biological female child his daughter. In response, Hoogland made a charter challenge, meaning a constitutional challenge, engaging his right to freedom of speech. He has been uh, charged with uh, domestic violence, family violence, they call it, for for referring to his daughter as her or she or referring to his daughter as his daughter instead of his son. That's That's what's going on up in Canada. And the scary thing to me is that that is exactly what people here, many of whom are in charge right now, would be perfectly okay with seeing happen in America. I'll talk to you. I hope to do more on that tomorrow. See you then. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.